I moved out at 24 also oh, from my too. mom's house. <laughs> yeah, you too, huh? Oh, man. I was eating a lot of Taco Bell <laughs> at that time. <laughs> mine, mine was a uh, uh, Panda Express. Okay, no. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to the Cry Room Podcast and another episode for my solo series, Mars Solo Series. I'm Marissa and today I have a special guest, which is my mom. Say hi mom. Hi, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so my mom will be joining me. She's going to be my co-host for today for the podcast my solo series so yeah so why don't you introduce yourself mom hello hi my name is christina i'm marissa's mom um today we're gonna talk about uh the follow-up to her uh, initial podcast about being her what did you talk about being a solo child <laughs> being, being an only child only child i fly solo yeah. yes fly solo <laughs> Yeah, so I came on to kind of follow up on that. For sure. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Mom, for joining me today. Denise is on vacation right now. You know, she's taking, she's still on her break and totally fine. But I got some, I got some cool friends and family uh, coming in. I got some cool guests coming in on the podcast. It's mainly just my mom. (laughs) (laughs) For now. For now. (laughs) No. But we miss you, Denise, and hope you're having a fun time. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in Hawaii. Huh? She's in Hawaii. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure she's having a good time. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like what my mom mentioned, we're going to just have a casual conversation about or just following up on my last episode, which was about being an only child. And now we're going to kind of switch it on to, you know, my mom's perspective of, having an only child because I think growing up I noticed there is some kind of like there was some kind of stigma against women who only have one child you know oh yeah Yeah. so do you want to talk about your experience with that we can definitely dwell on that one because I'm 54 now and I'm still going through it all the questions and all the it's like uh uh, that kitchen is closed a long time ago (laughs) and uh (laughs) Well, yeah. I can't believe people are still saying, making comments like, uh, "Why do you only have one child? Oh, you should have another one." Really? I'm 54. <laughs> My daughter's 26. Yeah, and um, they sometimes they don't know the reason. You know the the back all the backstories as to mm-hmm. it's not like I didn't want to have more kids. Yeah. You know, there's a certain yeah, like I said, there's a story and a lot of events that led up to. To all that, and there was only a small time frame from the time that I had you at 28. Yeah. Do you want to share, like, what, you know, kind of the background on why you only had one kid? Because I think, like you said, yeah, because a lot of people, they'll make those comments, but it's like they don't, they don't know the whole story, you know? So, and it comes up as rude and kind of like yeah. intruding in a way. 
Like you don't yeah. know you don't know why I only have one kid or like why she only has one kid. So you shouldn't be making comments like that. Obviously they're not gonna ask you like they're not gonna ask you for your life story, but in a sense it's just kinda like common sense where you, you should probably just keep comments like that to yourself. But if you're comfortable enough, Ma, to share your story on this podcast as to why you only had one kid. Yeah, sometimes when they make that comment, I just don't even feel like uh, elaborating. It's like, um, nah, it's really none of their business, and I don't need to explain. Yeah, and, but you shouldn't. You, know, you really sure, shouldn't. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of other people with only one child, but like I said, they shouldn't even just say anything, you know, especially like like I deliberately just wanted to have one child. No, <laughs> no, there's a lot of events that happened, so... Anyway, so I'll start with what? Like a, a little biography? Yeah. Yeah, just tell us your your autobiography in in yeah. like a in a like a like a cliff notes version of it. Yeah, for... yeah, yeah. So, let's just go to like from college, my 20s. Yeah. Mhm. What what year was that? So 1992. Okay. Um that was when I graduated from college. I was 24, I think, and throughout those years in my 20s, I was always um, suffering from a, a disease kind of called endometriosis, mm-hmm. right? So endometriosis is a, a, what do you call? So it's a, when the tissues of the lining of the uterus is um, kind of... It's growing, it's growing outside of the uterus, right? Yeah, yeah. So it causes a lot of pain. Of course. And infertility. Yeah. So I was always one who was always in a lot of pain uh, through my 20s. And I just ignored it. I know I probably should have taken care of it in my early 20s. But I just thought that was how it was supposed to be. You know, never really went to the doctor for it until it was 1995. The year it actually happened the day after daddy proposed. Oh man! When uh, <laughs> when uh, I, we were in church and uh, I was in so much pain that I passed out, and I said, "Oh man, I really need to go to the doctor for this." So I went to the hospital to the emergency, and uh, called my brother Manny, who was uh, a physician at USC. Uh, I called him to come, you know, to the ER with me, and that's when they uh, they saw on the ultrasound that there's a uh, Endometrioma, meaning there's a like a, a cantaloupe-sized cyst sitting underneath my ovaries. Oh shit! <laughs> and that's what's been causing all my back pain and all my pain. And so I was scheduled for surgery right away. That was January 1995. Um, yeah, and then after surgery, the my uh, gynecologist told me that you know there's a chance that you might not be able to have a child. Because we, because uh, um, this is going to be a reoccurring um, circumstance, probably. So, when our when we were planning our wedding, December nineteen ninety five that year, um, me and Daddy, you know, we decided, hey, you know, we're not going to wait. We're just going to try and have a kid right away. You know, since we're getting married, mm-hmm. and so um, we just said, yeah, why wait? You know, we were twenty seven already at that time. And we were probably not financially ready, you know, we were <laughs> maybe not, but me and daddy were convinced that, 
no, we're going to prove this doctor wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, don't tell me I can't have kids, <laughs> you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, and that year after the surgery, I was really cleaned out and everything. And guess what? We got pregnant. Uh, we called you a honeymoon baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> we actually got pregnant that year. And we were very surprised because we thought we were going to have a hard time, you know, after the mm -hmm. wedding and all that. But no. We got pregnant weeks before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Marissa was born um, June 1996. Yay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, we were probably financially ready because um, there was a lot of, um, a lot of crisis that we went through. Also, we were both just, uh, you know, we just graduated from college. So we were at our, I was at my entry level accounting job at that time, mm -hmm. you know, and then I could only take off six weeks because, you know, I had to go back to make money because we have a kid now. And then your dad, he was working in downtown LA, but since we had a baby, you know, he couldn't travel to downtown LA anymore. So he quit that. Yeah. You guys are living in Orange County also. Yeah. We were, we had a two bedroom apartment in Los Alamitos yeah. at that time. Mm -hmm. And your dad ended up quitting the downtown LA job so he could be more accessible since we have a baby now. Mm -hmm. So he took a job renting cars at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, but like I said, those were the lean years. It was hard, you know, having a baby and then two-bedroom apartment. And then and then the years, the year after that, my brother, Manny, who I was very close to, you know, he's been suffering from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been suffering from that. So that was a big stress also. So I was going through postpartum depression and I was uh, dealing with uh, your Tito, Ito. He was uh, getting really sick with cancer uh, the year that you were born. Mm -hmm. And then uh, six months after you were born, he actually had passed away. And yeah, that was that was hard for me too. That's a lot of traumatic events, I would say. Yeah, so it's like, it and obviously I'm I was still a newborn, so... Yep. You had to like put yeah. all your attention on me still, right? Before you could even think about having another kid. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't even think about it. And like I said, we were 28. And then, gosh, two years after that, my other brother, Ross, got diagnosed with cancer also. Mm -hmm. So we were dealing with another cancer after just losing Manny. That was 2002 when Ross passed away too. So just stress after stress. Before you know it, I was age 35, <laughs> you know, and all those years that um, we were still trying to uh, get stable with our careers, me and daddy. Just time just passed so fast. <laughs> like I said, before you know it, I was 35 and hmm, I wonder if there's still a chance because during those years also, the fibroids um, had developed. I was fighting with fibroids. Yeah. So I kept... I was constantly at the doctors um, because I was bleeding a lot. So it's not like um, after the surgery, it went away. It was a constant battle yeah. with endometriosis and um, fibroids. So, and by the time I was 35, I said, if we're going to get pregnant, we would have gotten pregnant already. But mm -hmm. since I think with all the stress and all the, all the doctor's visits that I did, um, all that stress just... 
it just didn't happen anymore well that's not a i feel like it's not fostering a good environment for the baby anyways like within your body especially yeah with the fibroids developing already and then just the different events that were happening throughout your life that's that's it's not good for the baby and and even with endometriosis too and those fibroids like even if you you were to have the baby it could kill the baby and ultimately it could have killed you too because that's essentially what happens when you do have like endometriosis and such it could kill the mother as well you know or like the woman yeah and like a lot of people they don't obviously they don't understand that but i mean if you you know you put it in that perspective it's like why women only have one child or who don't have children at all is because maybe they're having problems or having you know fertility issues or maybe this is something that could literally kill them so right like i said i we weren't losing hope you know to have a second child i just said if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah but with with all that like at uh, 2008 i remember i was just really bleeding so much already that my gynecologist said that you know we're gonna have to take out your uterus yeah you know but before that that. she put yeah she put me on a on Lupron, some just to just to stop the bleeding. I was put in a medication, birth control pills. I was just in a lot of medication, just to prevent me from bleeding a mm-hmm. lot. But it got to the point in two thousand eight when my doctor said, "No, we have to take out your uterus, just uh, to stop the fibroids from growing." Uh, that was two thousand eight. Another surgery. <laughs> So that's the third one because I had Marissa C-section in two thousand in nineteen ninety six. Ah, that's yes. my third surgery, abdominal, all <laughs> abdominal surgeries. That's the third one Gosh. already. And then um, after t- uh, three years later, the fibroids came back again. This time there were five fibroids in my ovaries. So this time I I was forty already, and I told my doctor, "That's it. I think we need to just take everything out." We took the ovaries, all the fallopian tubes. It was a total hysterectomy, another abdominal his- yeah, no abdominal surgery. That was number four. No more reproductive system. <laughs> no. no more. They took. I'm a clean slate. <laughs> took it all out, and that's uh, yeah. That was the story. Like wow. I said, it was just a battle with uh, all that, and also all the uh, events happening within the family. Um, about our battle with cancer. You know, that was that put a lot of stress. Also, I think. Um, for us but hey it's okay we survived yeah yeah 40 years old i was done i knew it wasn't gonna happen anymore so that was 14 years ago (laughs) that's right yeah that's right so how do you how do you feel now like looking back and just talking about this now like how do you how do you feel about your whole journey i guess now (laughs) well like i said that 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 was really hard because um, it was just all happening all at once and time was just going so fast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, me and daddy were having so much fun, you know, raising you, even though it was so hard. I mean, <laughs> like I said, it was our lean years where we didn't have a lot. You know, we were working with very limited means. But, hey, we just made it do. You know, we you remember our nights, you know, and we couldn't do anything. We'd just hang out at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. You know, that, that was our, our fun family thing to do mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah marissa learned how to read by four years old because that was the only thing i could think of to do really was to teach her how to read in the kids <laughs> with flashcards at yeah and, and also <laughs> taking her to barnes and noble all the time because <laughs> we didn't have a lot to you know you all your when all your cousins were 
getting wee and all those things. We can buy those things. So, hey, we, we could just uh, read at Barnes & Noble yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. That's okay. I had like a Game Boy Advance, I remember. But I mean, yeah. like, I mean, that's the thing that like I mentioned in my last episode you don't you guys really taught me like you know material things they don't last forever you know like i wasn't really into all that kind of stuff because that's just what you you and dad taught me you guys you guys taught me to just like you know work hard for everything that you want and to appreciate everything you like whatever you have right remember um yeah remember when daddy would whenever whenever you wanted something daddy said well you gotta find things to recycle then so oh yeah (laughs) you would collect all the (laughs) all the bottles from nana from everybody's recyclables (laughs) and that's how we would give you your allowance (laughs) because yes that's how i made my money that's how you made your money by recycling daddy said if you want money let's come with me let's go recycle i know he's like wake up at six in the morning we're gonna go to the recycling center it's like okay fine i'm like 12 at this point but i'm like okay fine no you were doing that since you were like i think he had you doing that since you were like yeah like i was seven or something i remember when i was young yeah Yeah, that was uh our means to you know so you know how you can earn an uh, easy 25 bucks or so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. What would, you, what would you like to tell maybe other women who have gone through the same situation as you, you know, with like dealing with endometriosis and fibroids? Like what, what message would you have for them knowing that you did survive it, you know? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of women are suffering from that now and I always tell them just make sure you keep up with your doctor checkups you know make sure that it's not getting too bad because it can really affect your fertility um we were just lucky because uh that year i had a d call a dnc where they really after they took out the big the cantaloupe size after they took that out in 1995 i was a clean slate that mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. so it was that's i think that's why we got pregnant because i was really cleaned out that year yeah, so I tell them, make sure you keep up with your doctor's appointments. I have coworkers who are also suffering from that, and mm-hmm. they think, you know, it's just how it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to be having cramps and achy. I said, mm, yeah, maybe, but once you start, you know, really getting heavy cramps and heavy bleeding, then, then you know there's something wrong. Yeah, so. if it feels like someone's, like, stabbing you a thousand times with, like, a really sharp knife, like, that's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal. Yeah, it got to the point I was really anemic. I mean, I yeah. actually would pass out because I was bleeding so hard. You'd be so pale. I remember, like, for your 2008 surgery, you were just so pale. Right, and, uh, yeah. And obviously, that's very traumatizing for me as a 12-year-old <laughs> when, when that happened yeah. to you. I'm just like, wow. And even to this day, like, I, you know, I I still do my regular gynecologic visits and such. Um, yeah that's what i tell all the 20 yeah. 20 year olds make because sure. i want to make sure because you know i do want to have kids too but there is a possibility you know you know I, I could have fibroids too because my mom had it as well but right. i just want to stay vigilant right right um, but like you said you know you just have to keep up with your make sure it's you know you know when it's really getting bad but if you don't take care of it it can really hinder you know you having kids and so just keep going to the doctor for it if it's if you think it's not normal anymore. Well, 
what, what would you like to what would you like to tell the people now who still give you comments about only having <laughs> I just laugh one now. <laughs> oh, I I don't even feel like explaining anything, you know. It's like, oh, you yeah. Have yeah, to. we're blessed. <laughs> all I say now is that we we were blessed with one child. You know, that's all we say now. But we were blessed with one. We had one chance to parenting and I think we did a pretty good job, you know. That's yeah. what we always tell them. Yeah, we've been really blessed. I mean, we were able to put you through private school, you know. Um, growing up and through college I mean yeah, yeah, just one and we focused everything on you like I said me <laughs> me and daddy you know <laughs> everything that uh, we didn't get from our parents we were able to give to you you know like the attention and I, I grew up with no my mom was in the was here in the U.S. I was in the Philippines for for the most part of my formative years so I didn't have yeah. a mom growing up yeah yes so when we had you, I made sure that I would be at all your, you know, school functions, you know, even though I was working, I still made it a point to make it to all your, your school events and, you know, all the way through high school. I was, we were always present, at least one of us yeah. were always present. Which I appreciated very much. I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, it was a lot easier too, because we only have one, because I see my sisters who have three kids and, you know, they really, they really try to juggle that and I'm going, huh? glad i only have one <laughs> it's a lot easier it's a lot easier oh my god it's not as chaotic yeah for sure i mean yeah. some some women love like, that you know they and that's what they want to yeah. do and then there's you know there's women yeah. like like you mom who only have one kid and they have the time and you know to to really just focus on that one kid and the one and yeah. that's, that's totally fine too some people have time to focus on yeah. all three all two all five <laughs> but but honestly i feel like i feel like we were very lucky to have one another yeah all three of us <laughs> we were like all best friends growing up mm-hmm. when you were growing up you know i mean we didn't travel much um when you were a kid you know like i said we didn't we didn't have the means to but and that's okay because I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated it when I was younger because now that we travel when I'm older, you know, when we started traveling to like, you know, Cancun, England, Pacific Northwest, like I, you know, I, I remember those and I, then those were like really fun trips and I'm glad we all got to do it because like, because there's so much that we can all do together and experience together. So exactly versus if and I was like five. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't remember a lot of that. But I just know we we just went to the beach a lot, mm-hmm. you know. We were we were always doing something as a family, even though we didn't have the means to do a lot. But like you said, you had a lot of cousins too yes. growing up. Yeah. So I feel I I didn't feel that like you were really like lonely. I mean, not as lonely. Had, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were times where I did, but like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I remember before you would be with the cousins. And then when you get home, you'd be like so relieved. Oh, I have my quiet, my me time now. I remember <laughs> <laughs> after being with all the chaotic cousins. That's still me today. <laughs> yeah. You come home, coming home to your own room and like appreciating the peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It wasn't, you know, but like I said, it's, it's just, you just count your blessings. You were, you know, I was blessed with one child. Yeah. And we just went with it. I mean, what can you do? You know, it's like all the struggles that we went through. Yeah, it was hard. But, you know, you just persevere and 
you move on. And now, you know, we're older now. And now we are from a family of three. I feel like we're a family of, uh, what are we, six now? Six now with the with the dogs and Charlie. <laughs> with Charlie. <laughs> the two dogs when we travel. It's like, man, we're not a family of three anymore. <laughs> family of six. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, now that, you know, you're done with college and... Me and Daddy, you know, like I said, we've uh, gone forward with our careers. We moved. I'll let Daddy talk about all his career moves. Oh, yeah. That can be another episode for sure. I'll have Dad come on the pod. (laughs) Yeah. And then me, I've been in property management for, yeah, almost 20 years, 25 years now. That, you know, now we're a little bit more comfortable. You know, you're done with school. Now, you know, we... Oh yeah, we moved from a apartment to a townhouse. Now we're in a now we're a house house. Yeah, yeah, we've been in this house uh, almost twenty years now. So now we're able to travel. You know, I mean, Daddy are planning to get that um, not RV, but whatever the bean that trailer thing he wants to <laughs> whatever he wants to get. Yeah, we've been. You know, he loves going camping and road trips and and yeah, yeah. I think. We survived, like everyone else. You survive. Just have to have the the faith and the perseverance to tackle through. So yeah, now I get asked those questions. I'm like, oh my god, you're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you're still gonna make that comment? Why do you only have one? Like, yeah, it's like I'm not what's even. The, what's the point? <laughs> like, why? Why even ask? Why this? are you asking me? <laughs> I just laugh. Now I just laugh and say, you know, I don't need to explain. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the story wow thank you thank you for sharing that mom yeah. thanks for yeah, yeah like letting us letting us know the backstory and just bringing i feel like this is bringing awareness to for like different women for women who 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 go through this as well because there there are a lot of women that go through this and i feel like it's not really something that's talked about or brought up a lot or made aware of so i'm really happy you got to share this with us today yeah i know i I never really talked about not even not really like in detail like this yeah but that's that's you know and also you know when i was 25 i thought i thought you know oh i'm gonna be married i'm gonna have three kids i used to think that way you know by the time i'm 32 maybe i'll have three kids <laughs> no you know sometimes you have to be very flexible you gotta be adaptable adaptable and don't think that things are always going to be aligned like that because life throws you curveballs and you just have to go with it yep you know i i didn't think that at, at that age i was god my brothers were 35 i didn't think our family would be going through all that you know Mm-hmm. Um, back-to-back um, battle with cancer, death in the family, you know, and, and those were the years when uh, we were all raising our kids. Mm-hmm. So I think it affects, it really affects you, you know. And like I said, you just have to get up and <laughs> and just keep going, moving forward, and just accept life as it comes. And don't think that life is always going to be <laughs> going to go one direction, all the time mm-hmm. you know it's not how you know there there'll be there will come a time where it will kind of yeah make you really down and depressed but you got to get up keep moving forward especially if you have a kid i think that's what motivated me you know through all the deaths in my family um 
I remember I kept saying, ah, I have to keep going. I have, we have a child, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it was hard, but, but yeah, those, that was the small window that I had from 28 till about 35. Probably those were the years that I could have had a second child, but a lot of there's, traumatic. There's so much going on and it's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much again, Mom. Um, so I guess this is our this is our Thanksgiving episode. So I guess to end this episode, we let's maybe we can share what we are thankful for and what we're grateful for. So would you like to go first? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm thankful that I survived that health crisis because um, that was a lot of years of <laughs> of uh, like that's four surgeries that I went through of course came with that was a lot of medical bills and um and that really put us me and daddy in a bind and a lot of years that we were really struggling to keep up with all those bills keep up with the house but you know now we're in our mid-50s and I feel like you know I'm thankful we're comfortable now and yeah we raised you to be a good you know good person you're successful in your career. So I feel like we've accomplished a lot now that we're in, we're in our mid-50s. And that's what I'm thankful for. And we're still healthy. Haven't, knock on wood, I haven't had any health issues since then. It's been, like I said, how many years now? Uh, like el- Since the last 11, surgery. 11 years now? Yeah, 11 years. 11 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. 11. <laughs> yeah, keeping healthy. You know, daddy's healthy too. We're both mm-hmm. exercising every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I'm not on any medication anymore. Just, yeah, now that's you what walk, I'm thankful for. you walk for. the dogs. <laughs> I walk the dogs. I have my little fur balls here that, you know, keep me happy, Aww. you know. <laughs> and we're, you and I are best friends. Yes. We travel together. Yes, we do. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, we talk every day. We are, we're always in communication. We're always, we're always close, you know. You mean daddy are always here. You know, for you, whenever you need anything, you and Charlie, you know, you guys, you know, you guys can always come home and know that, you know, this is your safe place still. And to be with the doggies too. Yeah, I'm just thankful and looking forward to more, you know, travels. I always say, better do it now because we're already, I don't want to travel in my 70s or <laughs> or when I'm retired. I rather do it now when we can so what about you yeah what i are mean you thankful for i am very thankful for a lot of things um i guess first i will say i am very thankful i'm very thankful for charlie for my boyfriend you know we we live together and we have learned so much um like by living together but it's, i feel like it's i feel like it's made our relationship like stronger also because we just like we're just really like knowing how to live with each other and work with each other but we're just very supportive of each other um there's times where i know we get on each other's nerves but i'm i'm it's normal it's normal but i'm thankful to like have him because he does help me see like you know give me like solutions on on stuff that i you know where or he 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 supports me and like always lets me know like 
you can do this, you know, don't say you can't do that. Like you like, you are capable of doing this, you know, even though I, I, I give attitude sometimes, but he's really there to push me to like be a better person in a way. So I'm really thankful yeah. for him. And he makes, he always makes me laugh that. too. Yeah. He's so funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> always making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Charlie, if anybody don't, don't know him, I mean, he's very quiet on the outside, but man, we've gotten to know him these past uh, almost three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's got a personality. He's yes. funny. He's <laughs> amazing. He, but he, he's, he's good. He's good for Marissa because, yeah, I mean, we see how they take care of each other, you know, uh, with everything. They, you guys are a team. Yes. And that's what me yes, and Daddy wanted I'm to see. I'm very grateful yeah. for our teamwork, our friendship, our relationship. And then I guess the second thing I am thankful for and grateful for is my job. Um, you know, previously I was, I've talked about this on the podcast too, you know, before my current job at UCLA, I was, I was working, you know, it was, it was a very tough job. It was demoralizing at some points, um, when I was working there and I just felt like I was stuck and I felt like I just wasn't growing there and it was, it was just getting too much. And, you know, once I found the job at UCLA and with the work-life balance that I have now, I just feel so thankful I am where I am now than where I was yeah. two years ago or so. Yeah, what a difference. Such a difference. Yeah. Like, I just feel it was like but, the biggest blessing I could have ever received as well. Right. But it, it was good that you came home, you know, after graduation. I know you were home for three years. Yeah. I think that that really motivated you and also made you you know save a lot right yeah oh definitely to really prepare <laughs> yeah. you to to move out mm-hmm. on your own um, yeah gave you your grounding yes you know but being home with yeah. us again yes yeah of course yeah, that was yeah yeah that, that was three years right mm-hmm. I, yes <laughs> those three years really did yeah. help and then like but you know, and and even though my previous job wasn't really the best it did give me that it gave me the experience and, you know, the, the, the skills I have today to be working at my job now. Like it got me to where I am now. So in a way I am thankful for my last job, but I'm definitely thankful for the job I have right now because it's, it's, I feel like I'm, I'm just in a much better place now. Yeah. Like what we always, you know, when we saw you struggling through your first few first two jobs after college Mm -hmm. you know me and daddy would always tell you it's okay you know this is all gonna pay off you have to persevere I mean you can't you can't have your ideal job right away you have you have to learn to struggle and and deal with different people and you know these are all gonna pay off yeah you know that's what we kept telling you yeah and it and And it did now you see what we meant yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. life is everything is a progression yes yeah like the journey is not it's not linear you know it's not just one straight path there's always going to be some curves and bumps in the road and you just got to go along with it um and then so and then the the last thing that i'm very thankful for i would say is you guys you my parents and my dogs (laughs) and (laughs) and my my family my friends I like to group yeah. you all in one cluster, but the main, I feel like what I'm very thankful for is, yes, my mom and my dad, because first and foremost, they are my best friends. You know, they're my first best friends. <laughs> they're the ones that raised yeah. me. They're the ones that, like, you know, 
we they took me everywhere with them and right like i said the way we raised you is just from you know based on how we were also raised and what we didn't want you know what we didn't like growing up from our parents we made sure we didn't do it to you yes yeah <laughs> that was pretty much it i'm just i'm just <laughs> thankful that you guys raised me like out of love and out of I said before, like with empathy and compassion, it's just, uh, I'm just support. Like you guys are obviously my biggest supporters. I, I could not have done anything without you guys. Like, you know, especially I think my biggest accomplishment was graduating college because it's just like, you yes. know, I, I did this, I do this for my parents. <laughs> like, oh, uh, they exactly. they put all no. their support in me. And now it's like, you know, I got to graduate and this is my way of like giving back to them, you know? So, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, the way we see it, the, we see you successful and thriving out there as an adult. That's all we needed to see. Yeah. I mean, we don't expect anything more, you know, just to see that you're thriving out there mm-hmm. as an adult. And hey, you know, you, you wanted to move out. Go for it. That's the only way you learn how to how to budget your money. That's yeah. the way you know. Still learning. I mean, I, I, <laughs> that's the only way to to do that. I mean, I moved out at twenty four, also oh, from my too. mom's house. <laughs> yeah, you too, huh? Oh man, I was eating a lot of Taco Bell <laughs> at that time. <laughs> mine, mine was a uh, uh, Panda Express. Okay. No. <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, I'm just thankful that you and dad really taught me that. You know, you guys really instilled the values I have today. The foundation of all my beliefs is I just credit it all to you guys. So, yeah, and I hey. and I just I just love you guys so much. <laughs> we love you. We are proud of you. Oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, we're always proud. You always make us proud. Daddy, when we were going through our lean years, Daddy would always tell me, just, it's okay, be patient. One day, that daughter of yours, she's going to make a shine. Aww. She's going to be a star. She's going to make a shine. Because, you know, we've always felt like we were the underdogs, Yeah, you know, back then. Because we didn't have a lot, you know, in my, you know. And like I said, when everyone else were traveling and buying all the stuff. And he and I, you know, we just had to really just be, do our own, you know, like. We, Daddy always say, we'll just toot our own horn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just, you know, try our best. And you just persevered. But now I'm grateful. We're, we're, you know, we're at a place where I think we're comfortable and, you know, just be thankful for our health. That's pretty much it. Yes. And everything else. Yay. Yay. Aw, <laughs> thanks, Mom. Yay. Thank you so much again yeah. for being my co-host for today. <laughs> of course. God, how long was that? <laughs> like- it's, it's, <laughs> hey, that's just the podcast, you know? <laughs> I know. You just keep talking. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I have the two dogs behind me here. I'm I surprised know. they stayed quiet. Yeah. But this is like how we talk every day, though. Yes. Like when when we're stuck in traffic, when I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah. I, or before when you were stuck in yeah, traffic. Yeah, I would always call my mom and it was literally like a it's, mini podcast every time. <laughs> yeah. We always joke around. Oh, well, thank you for the podcast. Like, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll thanks catch for- you next week. <laughs> This just this just feels like one of those. It does. It's just a normal conversation. Oh yeah. <laughs> or when you were in Arizona, remember you? Um, oh yeah, we you were at school. We'd always Facetime. <laughs> Facetime. <laughs> we'd always. I'd fall asleep on the 
iPad. <laughs> yeah. And then I could, I just see the iPad, like I just see the ceiling on my screen is like slowly going to sleep because she's falling asleep. And I'm like, ma, ma. And then the iPad goes back up her face. <laughs> Thank you so much again, ma. And um, yeah, so if you haven't already, please follow us on the Cry Room podcast on Instagram, and you can catch any of our, listen to any of our episodes on any platform you get your podcasts on. And I just want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Eat a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, feel feel thankful, feel grateful. You know, I'm, we're yes. thankful for all of you who have been listening to this podcast as well. Yes. I'm just yes. very grateful for you all, and very grateful yeah. for you mom thank you again yes i hope yeah. i was able to bring some insights to of the table of course yes you did yeah well yes thank you everyone and happy thanksgiving right. see you tomorrow misa see you tomorrow <laughs> bye